Hello everyone, how are you doing? Uh, my name is Callum from Callfit and today is going to be the first episode of the Callfit podcast. Now, I've not got anything planned at all, I'm going to try my very best not to watch the screen because uh, I don't want to know, it's been half an hour or not. But hopefully, you guys will just be sitting relaxing, listening to this, just letting me go through off the top of my head with ideas and stuff. So, the reason why I started this Callfit podcast is because I've been seeing a lot of podcasts have been trending online, but it's not, well, I like I like podcasts occasionally, but I'm not one to sit about all the time, listen to them consistently. So hopefully this is going to help me get out of my own comfort shell to be able to chat into a microphone. As you probably know for myself, I don't like to chat a lot, I like to listen, I like to learn, I like to understand how... I can improve myself, so this is going to be one of the things that's going to take me out of my comfort zone uh, when doing this sort of podcast. So I don't really have any sort of talking tips for the first one, I just want to be able to air everything out. So how I started my fitness journey started when I was about 10, 11 years old. Uh, Initially, I was still in roughly about primary school, so I had gone into that sort of first year in high school, and I didn't know what I really wanted to do, if I'm being perfectly honest, I just knew the school, that was it, there wasn't like any sort of plan I had in for what I'm going to do in the next sort of 10 years or so, uh, and then sort of first year, went into school, uh, or high school, sorry, uh, which for Americans is like your, uh, like your state school. I don't know, it's like, it's like past your sort of kindergarten and normal school stuff. Uh, so going into the sort of first year of high school, uh, I really wanted to try everything pretty much. If that was from art, which I found out later, I got an F in, uh, failed it. <laughs> so I can't draw, even a stick guy. Uh, and then I tried... Uh, what was the other thing I usually tried in? I think it was like modern studies. I really wanted to be like a reporter. Uh, just to report on everything, listen, learn, uh, gather information, leave feedback stuff, uh, and then like present it to people and like articles and stuff. And I found out as well that was too much work uh, for sitting down and writing too much, and I didn't want to be stuck in like an office job. Uh, as I found that sitting doing this sort of office work. Uh, wasn't really my cup of tea, for me, being honest. Uh, and then from there, I went into. I mean, this is still in about your sort of first, second, maybe third year of school, so I'm still trying to figure everything out. The only other thing I remember being really wanting to do was like your English and stuff. So if that was English history, uh, what was your stuff? Ah, it was basically around about that sort of uh, information gathering type of subjects and stuff. And then I found out uh, about, well, mind you as well, at that sort of age I was still playing uh, video games and stuff. If that was from like the consoles of the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, that type of uh, games, as well as like the sort of games of uh, Call of Duty, uh, like Payday 2, Far Cry all that sort of stuff, and I really wanted to continue playing that and then still doing all the high school stuff obviously as well, and then later find out that I fail all the exams, but it's fine. Uh, 
yeah, so still playing all the uh, games from uh, the PlayStation 3, Xbox, all that sort of stuff. And then I got for, I think it was my first year in high school, I got the uh, Kinect, which if, if you're unaware of, if you're too young, a Kinect is basically like your sort of, uh, how somebody like sees you, almost like before like the Zoom Zoom days, where you had like a, like a stand where a camera is, and it's like built into sort of a machine for the Xbox. And then from there it tracks your movement, so like you map out your room, what you would do now with like your, your VR. It's like a VR before the VR, which I found fascinating uh, from there. Yeah, so from there I was able to uh, like play the Kinect games obviously, so I was still able to be like, right, okay, I'll do a wee bit of movement, maybe if it's like a... I remember there was like a there was like a there was a game on the on the screen where it was like you would have to the one that I remember vividly was you would have to move out the sort of way to sort of be able to uh, touch like items like if it was a like a like a bouncing ball basically that bounced around the entire room you had to make sure you try and hit it and then hit off the objects so it was almost like you're doing like uh, half an hour worth of jumping jacks. <laughs> Because you were trying to kick, kick this imaginary bar around the room and try and make sure no hitting into desks and tables and uh, rooms and stuff. Uh, and I found that really, really satisfying. And then for that same Christmas as well, or I think it was like a couple of months later or something, I got myself a pull-up bar. So from that, just seeing obviously videos online of fitness and there wasn't really any main inspiration, I think it was just a collective of the sort of people in the industry at the time, that sort of 2012, 2013 sort of era of people I was just able to watch it all and think okay, the best thing that I want to be able to do is like pull-ups or like bodyweight stuff, it was more like sort of calisthenic route of it, so being able to have a pull-up bar in my room and then do, say if it was like 15 or maybe 10, probably less than that it was probably like 10 reps of pull-ups in a row, followed by uh, press-ups, followed by sit-ups, followed by like one round of the Kinect game, and being able to do that and just get lost in it, and I mean literally like lost, like I remember one time uh, I'd done it for maybe like four hours or something like that, uh, I, my mum and dad came up to the room like what the, f- what the hell's all the, by the way I'm allowed to swear, so what the fuck's all the uh, bounced about the room for? Uh, and I was like, oh, I'm playing this game and stuff. And he's like, you've been doing it for, like, mind you, when I started that that game, I remember it was like bright. It was like roughly about twelve o'clock on a Saturday or something like that. And then it was like almost night time, <laughs> the same Saturday. I just got lost away with it just because the game was fun. Uh, being able to do pull ups, uh, it was brilliant as well. So it was like a for all the fucking technical fitness nerds, it was a supernated close grip pull up uh, for ten reps. And then the next set would be a pronated uh, close grip pull-up. And it would be a pronated uh, wide grip pull-up. And then a supernated supernated grip wide pull-up. Basically, that means your your palms are facing towards you for the first one. uh, Palms are facing away from your second one. It's within shoulder to part. And then there's the same again, but you're going outside your shoulder width. But for the pull-ups... It's the same type of thing for doing like the press ups as well. So like your hands would be uh, sort of in a pronated position or neutral grip if you were to call that for the sort of press ups. And then 
uh, just doing them pretty much until 10 or 30 I think it was and then again with the saps just with the wee underhooks at the bottom on my bed at the time being able to do that and then go back into a game again you were just like you didn't feel knackered because it was only like 10 reps and you would go about and you'd do a couple of jumping you'd maybe do a couple of jumping jacks and you'd go back to uh, maybe if that was a, like a 5 minute game or something like that you still get your rest time in between that because you're still using your brain to be able to identify okay I need to stand there I need to move my hand like that so it was a lot about coordination and at the time as well uh, I was still doing karate and stuff so it wasn't like I was like completely unfit so I'd still been able to build that up from uh, a wee while back but we're circle back around to that bit again uh, going back to how I initially started doing all the connect stuff being able to do that for four hours at a time uh, once I got free time obviously from school and that being able to build up within my system uh, about how to develop fitness and then from there I moved into the sort of P department stuff so that was roughly about now you're looking into your sort of uh, third, third year in school so about halfway through uh, your high school education uh, or roughly my high school education if that's anything so from there I met a guy named Jordan Webster so at the time he was a big guy fucking six and a half foot or something like that he was massive uh, did, uh, and he was still like doing fitness and stuff and I asked him about it and I was like uh, how do you become like more on the sort of fitness side because I, I love it uh, I like doing it and he was like right okay I can show you all, all how to do it all uh, show you how to do it all how do you how do you write out papers properly uh, for how do you make sure the theory side's up to date because obviously you can do all the physical side but how do you know that how do you get the knowledge properly for the theory side to be able to do the practical side which will then help you go into like your college and stuff for your university I was like right okay uh, yeah <laughs> so uh, he'd sort of showed me the ropes and that sort of stuff uh, like the original ropes if you will uh, before obviously I teach people stuff now and that as well and again we'll circle back to that but going into what he taught me was like your sort of You've got your physical, your emotional, your social, and your emotional. I remember that like the back of my hand because it was like the four sort of main things you'd fucking drill into you uh, and the sort of after school stuff. So at that time you were still studying for your sort of prelims and your exams. So that was like, like your prelims was like your predetermined assessment of your exam if you can't make the exam. So it was like both of them were still like majorly important. So in the sort of beginning, <laughs> beginning of August, uh, August like September time of like that sort of school year it was just every sort of hour that I had after school I'd just spend it sitting either in that office in the uh, PA base or I'd spend it in like one of the classrooms so if you had the time after school it would just be absolutely drilled into like how do you write it all how do you make sure it's all correct and stuff as uh, probably a few of you know uh, I wouldn't imagine a lot of you know if anybody does listen uh, I'm dyslexic I do have a, a thing called Asperger's, which is which is like your uh, how do you understand uh, the written word and how do you interpret that. Uh, so if I'm writing stuff down a lot, or like example this sort of podcast, uh, do I need that sort of double checked? Uh, do I need to be able to uh, rewrite it again? Which in a lot of cases I do, 
but obviously I'm a lot better now. Asperger's and dyslexia doesn't go away. There's no there's no cure for it. So you just learn to get better with it. And I learned that if I just go with my natural instinct, there's a lot of the times, but it's 78% of the time, a lot of it does go right. I don't need it corrected. It's just in the terms of uh, if you have corporate speak, which is just like nine to five, how do you communicate the stuff effectively and easily rather than this sort of um, buts and that idea again like that idea <laughs> there so that's that's my only as I see my only sort of downside when it comes to like speaking and stuff and that's why the sort of journalistic side didn't uh, take off if you will because of sorry the phones went mental there because of how because of how it's uh, perceived to me so I think the best sort of scenario that I should be able to do is uh, aye, is to com- constantly write out all the stuff uh, for Mr Webster and be able to use that uh, for PE development from my PE development that then led into like team leadership stuff which would be like your sort of uh, your fifth years, your sixth years uh, class so from there, I was able to. Sorry, there's noise going on. It's like the builders on. And so we managed to go from uh, fifth year, sixth year, and then into the application for college. So at this time, I was able to uh, find a course that was relatively close to where I lived. So uh, obviously, I'm still in that sort of campus slang area can't give you details but in the campus slang area and I was thinking okay I'm starting to learn how to drive now uh, how do I be able to find somewhere that's close but it's not like Edinburgh or like down in England or like that so uh, my dad knows somebody up at Clyde who's able to give me a wee helping hand so how do you be able to write properly for the sort of predetermined assessment to get into the co- to college and stuff and was very helpful and then from there it was like a college interview uh, written out all the papers with the sort of predetermined uh, questions uh, from there I was able to give a good enough answer for them to let me in so initially after obviously bombed all the uh, high school exams didn't get as best as I wanted I think I maybe got a B in one subject at the entire time the entire best but I was still able to pass them enough to where they think that they can let me in. So from there, went into college, uh, started at doing the... the uh, in, they, so initially, they thought that it would be best for me to do the HNC, which, if you don't know, you've got your National Fives now, which would be like your sort of standard grade, uh, your sort of level sixes, which is like your hires, and then you would have like your HNC. So they thought best for me to go into HNC and then start from there so the course would only be what is like two years old or runs for two years rather than doing like an NC so I thought you know what pat pat I want to drop back down to an NC so I'm still doing a whole year of this fitness but only fitness so rather than doing like your sort of chemistry your Spanish uh, like your sort of woodwork your engineering and all that just thought if I can spend a whole year only on fitness, only in the gym, 
I'm going to be so far ahead as opposed to doing it at the HNC where it's just basically you sit down with a pen and paper and you know everything about the body. So I thought if I'm going to be doing this for another 30, 40 years or whatever, it might be best just to take one year, not like a gap year or anything like that, but take one year where it's just uh, me focusing entirely on the fitness side, uh, which is which was actually in the long run brilliant. Uh, just to be able to have that that whole year, maybe I don't remember how many hours it was, but it was like a it was like a maybe half eight till like four o'clock day most days, and it was literally just in the gym, like the same thing with Mister Webster, but Alan just being an hour uh, a day, it would be like like however like seven hours, and then going home as well and researching as well, and then training, and then still learning about it as well, and then doing my own research. It was like. It's the most blissful time because you're almost doing like a, you're doing, it was pretty much just like a job before you get paid because with the NC I don't, I don't think there was any grants like that because at that time I was uh, then working for Celtic uh, as a bartender so I was still able to do pick up like odd shifts so I wasn't committed in that way at all. I was still able to drive cars and stuff uh, like back and forth so I didn't think there was any uh, bothers at the time. And there still isn't, because then I was able to do my HNC, uh, which is all the theory side, and then COVID had struck. So from COVID striking, and at that time, we'd just done all the theory side. Ideally, your HND from that point on is all your practical. So being able to almost miss out the sort of practical side of it, and just being stuck basically in four, four walls with a laptop and... Almost like back to the sort of connect days where it was just your room, uh, like a motion capture setup, as well as uh, the sort of pull up bar and press ups and that sort of stuff. But it was like that all the time, as opposed to choosing to be able to do it. It was a lot harder uh, than expected. Obviously, having the luxury of staying in and not being able to uh, go out and stuff, but still having the sort of. Uh, the loan for the HNC and HND was difficult because you were you were wanting to go back in and sort of imagine what it was like for the sort of uh, NC days, but it wasn't able to happen because of COVID and the time of the year. So COVID, I'm sure, lasted for like maybe two years or something like that. So after I'd finished my HND. We were, by the way, we were still weren't allowed in to go in for like celebrations or something like that, so pretty much just missed out the last uh, year of the actual education just because we were sat and still doing the theory stuff, still doing a wee bit of practical stuff because uh, we had no access to like like spin bikes or like actual fitness equipment, like kettlebells or barbells or dumbbells or something like that. It was literally just what you can find online if you can afford it and best of luck and then doing the classes. So you weren't able to be like, right, okay, we're going to go a uh, 45 second sprint into like a kettlebell, uh, kettlebell single arm swing into a uh, dumbbell Arnold rotating uh, shoulder press. Like any, like, like any combination of like, exercises, just like the most basic ones and how do you make that uh, appealing for the clients and stuff. And then from there, like how do you learn like... Uh, like a like a good structure that I still kind of use today, which is like NAMSET, which is like your name of the exercise area, of the muscle area, the, area of the body, muscle groups being used, silent demonstration, explain the teaching points, 
uh, train the teaching points to the customer or the client. I still use that for what I use today, what I use for the PT Academy, if it's for like CPD stuff as well. I'm still able to sort of interpret my knowledge into what happens day in day out of the industry. So I'm not that too, so I've very had it drilled in. So going on to, see this is what I mean with the, like, the dyslexia, I go back and forth between what I've got because I've got that many things in my head. Going into after the sort of college and stuff, we, well, I had to get a job at that point. At that point, I couldn't get a, another job at bartender as uh, I'd been not let go from Celtic, but a lot of the staff had been followed just because of the sort of time with COVID and stuff. So I didn't have a job. Uh, just finished college. What's the next best thing you do? So you obviously go into doing delivery driving stuff. As, <laughs> as nobody else would apply at that time or nobody else would take jobs at that time because it was very, like, you need to stay in your house forever as this thing's never going to get cured, basically. Because it was like, you'd wait on a news announcement from, like, BBC Scotland and Nicola Sturgeon and you sit there waiting uh, for the news that's going to take over your next two weeks, pretty much, or the next four weeks because that one announcement, if you missed that at that one time, it was never getting shown again. So you had to basically sit and hover around BBC Scotland and wait for Nicola Sturgeon uh, to make sure if you were able to like go and get like go out basically <laughs> go and exercise for that week or for that month uh, because you weren't able to stand out and maybe like like even chat to pals or anything like that or even go out on a night or anything like that like you had no freedom pretty much and then as soon as uh, that was still going on yeah defined jobs was a pain especially for the industry that I'm uh, working in still, which is like a fitness industry, everyone needs to be face to face. His online coaching was pretty much uh, just getting back around again, uh, rather than it being programs and stuff. Every face to face PT pretty much just changed their entire name to like an online coach, so they could still get customers in and stuff, but with no with no incentives for them for like like equipment and stuff. There was no real desire, so that's when I'd sort of launched. Uh, so Colfit initially is the sort of call to get fit rather than Callum Fitness which was my sort of personal account at that time which has still been growing, it's still been building uh, with the sort of training that I'd done uh, what my training was like pretty much just me, 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 me I thought why not change that into a platform I've already got and then change that into like a call to get fit. So I'd I had the bright idea of going on to like Facebook Marketplace and stuff while I was still doing the sort of domino delivery driving stuff uh, on like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, being able to use that, being able to pay for the sort of car and stuff uh, with like sort of fuel and the tips and whatever the amount was to pay people dig pay digs and yada yada yada. Uh, from there I was able to sorry. From from the money that I got extra from Domino's, I was able to invest that into like Colfit. So if it was like the Facebook Marketplace, like sandbags and kettlebells and stuff, I'd found that if I was able to have my weekends busy as you were with the Domino's and stuff, why not do a call to get fit? So the so essentially how I thought it would have played out with Colfit at the time at the very very beginning stages, like this was before I had a logo or sat down with anybody from Fiverr to be able to get this up and running. It was like a call to get fit. So I'd have it on every social media 
I wouldn't have an email address, I wouldn't have uh, WhatsApp to be able to contact, nothing like that. It was literally just a phone number, which is, it still is 077-522-53393, because it's a simple number and it's easy to remember. So it's like, oh, uh, during the sort of COVID times, if you're still scared to, to go out or if you're, if you're uh, liking the idea of home fitness, uh, I'm your guy because I've got home equipment that I can bring to you. So it's like, if you want to call to get fit, so I've, I supply the equipment, you supply the house or you supply the area to do it. And then I take the stuff and it means you don't need to like have loads of fitness stuff lying about your house, but you're still being able to get a good workout in without travelling a lot. So it was good for like the sort of hybrid uh, people, so it was going again more towards that sort of corporate level, or like uh, like uh, mum or dad in the house and they wanting that sort of hour at lunchtime to sort of be able to train. So it was a brilliant idea, and I was able to get loads of success from it. So it wasn't like it was, uh, it wasn't like it was, nobody was interested and it didn't happen. Like there was loads of interest. I managed to get good people signed on and stuff. Uh, it was easy that way. And then I think it was a year or two years actually, a year and a half in the Domino's. Uh, I thought, right, I'm starting to build up a wee bit too much with this uh, Domino's gig. I need to be able to move on now because at that time all COVID restrictions had been taken off. Didn't need to wear masks when driving around the car. Didn't need to wear masks at all. So I was able to actually grow. I think that's probably another reason as well <laughs> I was actually able to grow a beard. It's going to sound stupid, but because I had the mask on all the time, I was breathing down it, I think that it might have generated a lot of heat to be able to build a beard. I don't know. Nobody else in my family's ever been able to grow a beard, so it was really odd, like a proper beard, not like a like a chin strap or like a goatee or like a, a proper beard, which I'm still rocking and still being proud of every day. I know it's weird, but oh well. Uh, yeah, so from there I was able to move into sort of council jobs, which is like your, I can list off a few names, which is like your uh, Kaluk uh, Leisure Centre, uh, your East Dumbartonshire uh, council jobs, which again, just going back to what I know from sort of Celtic gig stuff, it's just casual work, so whenever it pops up, uh, basically just message in, and if you're free and you're able to do it, brilliant. Uh, so I'd managed to go up to the Culloch one a lot, but I wasn't able to do the Eastern Bartonshire one, which is a shame because Culloch one was a lot more work. But at the end of the Culloch one, I was able to get a place to work uh, almost permanently, uh, just with the council and stuff. But obviously we're not doing the Eastern Bartonshire one a lot. I wasn't able to get enough and I was like, there's no point in keep going with this. Uh, I'll just say my goodbyes, uh, handing my stuff. And then that'll be me uh, up to date with just a look. And again, going back to that sort of obsessiveness of focus, focus, focus. I've done that too much at the Colloc place. Uh, and I was really liking it. Customers were really happy with me. I was learning a lot. Uh, and then I then found the opportunity of uh, energy. Energy fitness. Uh, so I did try and get work experience uh, down at Canvas Lang. Uh, I maybe done it for six to eight weeks or something like that while I was still in sort of that college placement, uh, but nothing really picked up from it, uh, and that's a whole other other thing as well. But uh, I found the Glasgow South branch of it. Uh, so Glasgow South wasn't that far away from me, 
it still isn't to be fair uh, it's only maybe 15-20 minutes on the motorway uh, half an hour if you're going the sort of short uh, the sort of longer uh, normal roads if you will and so I found that uh, while I'm still doing the colloque stuff again always eager to learn always wanting to know something so I applied for it again found it straight away uh, from Robert at the time uh, he was like I come in get a wee interview and stuff sorted uh, managed to pass it all which is brilliant my books I still don't know how the hell I've done it uh, but I was able to get uh, a job in there uh, so I'm still doing 15 hours a week uh, again it's no pay uh, which is fine because you're still being able to do the PT stuff on the floor there's no charge as long as you give them your sort of hours and stuff so I was able to get a set of shifts just because of the colloq uh, was still all over the shop as well as the sort of energy and then obviously with Eastern Barton Chai as well it was like you're still trying to juggle all the plates together and be able to find that as well as your sort of PT clients now so I was like okay some stuff needs to go so uh, at that time uh, there's a guy named Jordan Jeffrey a uh, really keen guy he seemed okay still is okay uh, and we he was moving to Abu Dhabi so when he moved to Abu Dhabi uh, there was some hours free uh, for the gym so he recommended to the owner of the gym uh, if I was able to pick up that sort of slack on the side of things which is brilliant so as soon as he'd given the all clear as soon as the owner of the Glasgow South Energy Fitness branch had given me the all clear signed up all the uh, contracting forms uh, told colleagues straight away that's me handing my, my notice sort of thing uh, given like maybe a week notice or two week notice or whatever it was uh, obviously was gutted to able to lose that but rather than spending an hour at a time going back and forth uh, to Colican back doing half an hour on the uh, normal roads to Glasgow South were still pretty much being sit paid maybe the same, maybe less than what it was up there uh, including sort of fuel and that sort of stuff I thought it'd be a lot better plus I'm able to PT as opposed to one at Colic obviously with a council buildings and if you work there and stuff you know that they need to do it all internally so it's not like an external like Colfit can do anything about it uh, so from there so you'll build up the business uh, within sort of energy so that's me almost been there as well for this will be sort of marking the year year and, year and three quarters sort of uh, mark so again going up to that close sort of time with Domino's uh, so I found that the best sort of way to continue uh, doing this type of work is be able to continue to expand so I've got a wee note on my, on my calendar that at least on every Sunday or every Monday or so I'm going to try and record one of these podcast episodes and be able to build up the business from that way as well so going back into so again my mind flipping back and forth finish off the story of uh, Jordan Jordan again again I know a lot of Jordans for whatever reason if it's a Jordan uh, from the Jordan Webster from the high school or Jordan Jeffrey uh, the gym again loads of Jordans uh, have helped out uh, sort of build up this sort of career as well as like Chris's like I've known like three or four different managers that are named like Chris which is like weird <laughs> uh, I don't know I don't know if it's a coincidence or not or just that's that's who it is in the industry uh, yeah so sorry just a wee <laughs> random thought there uh, 
Aye, so he'd help me with that uh, if I helped him with his sort of boot camp stuff. So that's why I was doing the sort of, oh, I still am doing uh, the biggest loser boot camp, which is based in Canvas Lang. So being able to sort of transition over from that, still being able to try and build that up, although it was sort of Jordan's boot camp, so it's still a bit sketchy with some people. Uh, I think it's a great class. Uh, Nick and Shona down at NC Fitness are brilliant people. Uh, helped me uh, with promotional stuff uh, here and there, being able to sort of build that uh, reputation in Camus Lang for people to be a good trainer, uh, as opposed to at the time I had no connections in Camus Lang, as opposed to just being able to do the domino delivery stuff down there. So being able to build that up, uh, still with the PT clients and stuff, as you probably see on all the social media side, and uh, the main sort of things... Again, I'm going to take maybe keep this for another podcast, uh, but being able to do like how like how to build the business, or what I've known from like, how to build the business, like you you really need other people there to be able to tell you I or no, or like from your gut feeling as well, does this work, does this not work? Because a lot of the times I found my gut was probably a lot better. Uh, than rather than like double guessing and triple guessing and trying to like make it, make sure it maybe looks perfect as opposed to just letting it run first and seeing uh, how it should be actually ran which I mean by that is like if my gut's telling me that this logo is not feeling right it's not feeling right so when I initially used uh, or helped with the Fiverr guy uh, so Fiverr's like, a, like an online website you can go and find like freelancers uh, to be able to develop like your sort of graphic design and your logos, so being able to find the right guy and be like, okay, he's not right, maybe she's not right. Uh, I'm not really too sure about that project. Uh, being able to find the right guy and being able to be like, okay, that's my gut instinct. I'm gonna go with that. And then being able to have unlimited revisions as well of it is obviously key. So it was maybe like, so the actual call fit logo. And if you guys want to send me a wee message saying you want to see the beginning to the end of it, I think there's maybe 50 or 60 different revisions of this one, <laughs> one logo. So it started off, it was a terrible photo as well. So I tell a terrible photo, which he tried to copy uh, and sort of translate over into digital. And then after like 50 or 60 revisions or something like that, that's how the CallFit logo is now. But the initial beginning stages was, it was really funny. It was really funny trying to see it all. Again, send me a wee message. Uh, I'll be able to send you all those informations and stuff uh, about the sort of logos and that because I find it hilarious still to us. Uh, as well as at the sort of backdrop and uh, a lot of the stuff. That's the only real thing that, that I've actually paid for was like the Fiverr guy. Being able to get him all up and running. A lot of the side of it is just from me. So if that's the... Let's try to see what everything we've got from product design, from the sort of t-shirts, uh, from the shorts that we're now launching as well, from the trousers, as well as like hoodies, uh, all that product design testing, being able to find the fabric properly. It was all myself doing the social media side of the, sorry, being able to do the product, the social media side of the sort of Facebook, uh, the Instagram, which hopefully maybe soon. Uh, will be helped over uh, with a potential apprenticeship that we've got coming in. Uh, being able to, again, develop on that side, build on the sort of social media, find the trends that work, find the trends that don't work. Uh, we've got that down. We've also got the website 
which has been updated for integrations with how to book in for like the one to one PT, the two to one PT, the boot camp, uh, the before and after transformations, the testimonials on the on a laptop, on a tablet and on a mobile phone and be able to update and integrate all that. Uh, all being myself as well, no hired anybody else to do that. Uh, what else do we have? Yeah, that's pretty much it as far as uh, golf I think. I think all that's brilliant. Be able to update that uh, whenever it feels free or I've got free time or that uh, I can build stuff on the so yeah yeah so rather than waffling it all on uh, I'm just going to bring this to a close uh, I'm going to try and keep it uh, to half an hour maybe 40 minutes at a time on this uh, being able to build up on the uh, Google Drive stuff as well it's another whole other thing but we'll save that till next week's one and I'll keep a wee notepad about stuff that we can uh, jot on in the future so if you enjoyed the uh, uh, sort of wee introduction to Colfit it's going to be the title of this uh, podcast as well it's going to be the introduction to Callum uh, slash Colfit uh, again let me know send me a wee message give it a wee like uh, I don't know if it's going to be up on Spotify or that yet just because it's the first sort of episode uh, but again we'll, we'll play a bit with it yep so just give us a wee uh, 5 star rating uh, or a 4 star 3 star whatever you feel the sort of relevance uh, this is again it's going to get better and sort of bigger uh, each week so this is just the first one so I'm literally just sitting in my room uh, with a, a microphone plugged into my phone but we'll record that and then export it to a laptop to be able to upload uh, online which is sort of the best way of doing it at this moment just because travelling about a lot and stuff so again, just going to keep this nice and short 40 minutes uh, next week uh, hopefully there'll be another one up and running so without further ado, I'll let you get back on with it uh, this has been Callum, Colfit, Lambie thank you